0: Welcome to the laneway,
1: where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss.
0: But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. Let me know when you push record. I just pushed record. (laughs) Every week.
1: Every Every week. Every single week. Never changes.
0: Never changes. Same thing happens. I've either got a Tim Tam in my mouth, I'm talking about something that I probably shouldn't be, and you push record.
1: Talking about Tim Tams in your mouth, and I know this is a quicker um, potty than normal. I I nearly got a dick in my mouth the other day. (laughs) What do you mean? At the gym. What? You know, I've had this um, fascination with men wearing skins. (laughs) Yes. Well... Here I was, so I'll give you, I'll put. I'll paint the picture for you. The biceps, so I did the TWB workout on Monday. Yes. Which is effectively the same as the TWA workout. It's just a variation of that. Yes. And so, you know how you guys have the, what's it called, like sitting in a squat bicep curl? Oh, yep. So, it's a cable bicep curl where you place your elbows on your knees, you're down in a squat, and you pull the bar towards yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on the cable machine where it's there's two cable machines in one. So there's a cable machine on one side, and if you're facing the plates or whatever, behind you there's another cable machine that potentially either someone else could use, or if you're doing something like a chest press, you could use both of them or whatever. Anyway, I'm close to the middle because I've had to scoot out a bit. So if you're just doing standing bicep curls or... Rope push downs. You can stand on your side and you you won't be in anybody's way. Well, I'm doing because I'm doing the kneeling or sitting, whatever, squatting, curl towards me. You have to scoot back a bit. Anyway, I'm doing my set and I can feel I feel sort of something on my back and I don't pay any attention because obviously I'm huge and I'm getting all these gains, right? So I don't pay too much attention. Anyway, I'm just about to finish my set. And I stop and I feel this thing again. And I look around. To, I look up happen a pivot over my shoulder to find out what could be touching me on my back. <laughs> because I thought, oh, it must be someone else on the other one. And they've stepped back also at the same time. You mm. know, poor Jim Etiquette. However, no problem. I look around and I just see a dick.
0: <laughs> Hopefully it was clothed.
1: It was clothed. However, I don't know if you know, they call skins, skins for a reason. I saw basically dick skin. (laughs) Like I could see this dude's helmet. And I go, I look around and there's a dick in my face, right? Some dude is trying to do pull-ups in the middle of the the cables. You know, they put the pull-up things right there. Mm. But of course, he's just decided he's going to wear skins, with his pork sword down the side of his thing fa- and like right in my So was he
0: touching you?
1: His leg was touching my back when he was trying to do pull-ups.
0: You know where to do pull-ups? In the f- – anywhere, anywhere else, else in the gym.
1: <laughs> There's 10 million different pull-up options in that gym. There's
0: a whole cage and for that. Bloody
1: dick skin's got to rub his <laughs> on my back while I'm trying to get gains.
0: He didn't tell me that. Yeah, I forgot about How that. How distracting.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, I started to think maybe it's me, you know, <laughs> you know your RAS, you know, yeah. And, and you're like, maybe you got a fascination with doodles or whatever. I'm like, that's <laughs> it. Am I gay now? <laughs> maybe. I'm like, is this cheating? It could be. <laughs> maybe it is. Yeah. Um. Well, tell us what we're doing today.
0: Today's snow day. Snow day.
1: So we're about to pack. We haven't packed our pack. No. So we knew that if, well, you said this, and it was a good point. You said, I said, do you want to pack the bag first or do you want to sneak a quickie in podcast? And of course, you came for the quickie and you said, if we do the bag first, we'll just drag it out and put off doing the podcast.
0: Mm. And it most likely won't
1: get done. And it won't get done. However, if we do the podcast first, we don't have a choice. Well you can't not pack your bag.
0: Yeah, like we have a plane to catch at lunchtime. Yeah. So I Looking, said it's, judging
1: by the headset you're wearing there, you look like you could be flying the fucking thing as well. <laughs> I
0: said to Brad I feel like a helicopter pilot and then he he was he did this. He's so good with His vo- like
1: <laughs> is what you said. That is is what I you said, said.
0: You're so good with those things with your mouth. Like
1: <laughs> actually I think you said that's about the only thing or something like
0: no, that. No, I don't know, but you always are good with like impersonations or noises. Mm. Like we had a Kiwi friend like many years ago, and Brad could do his voice like it was him. And even, like, there's so many different things, like a car doing a burnout. Like, all the time, you just, that's your that's your talent.
1: That's it? Well, <laughs> that's my mouth talent? It's your
0: mouth talent. We
1: had, um, we, because we've been watching Star Wars, and so every time they have the Chewbacca thing on there, yeah. every time.
0: <laughs> okay, And Casey's, like, he shocked. He loves it.
1: Because he he's still little enough. Yeah. where dad's jokes are funny, yeah, you know, and like dad's voices or whatever, yeah. every time he cracks up and it's the best.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, like you've got to take it while it's there. I'll like, take it. I'll take it. He's 10 in a couple months. So surely that stuff's got to taper off. Yeah,
1: I think so. What's today's podcast?
0: Um, So today's podcast, another shorty. Another quickie. Another quickie. You guys seem to really like it. <laughs> like the quickie, something different, but... Today we want to chat about reverse dieting. So <clears throat> I think reverse dieting for one group of people is something that they have maybe heard of and they don't really know what it is or what to expect. Or maybe it's something that they kind of have a bit of an understanding, but they're just too scared to do it. So that's um, one part. But we also want to delve into who is it for, so that you can have a clear understanding. I think. We're not here to convince you, right, to do one way or the other. What we're here to do is arm you with the tools so that you can make an informed decision and go, you know what, I've got the data. This makes sense that this is my option. Um, Or do you have other options? The other thing is what to, I guess, expect. If you're like, yep, cool, Ash, I'm good, let's do this. How do you know if um, – oh, my goodness, I don't know why Brad's got a camera in my face and every single time, I like – it's my RAS that tells me there's a camera in your face. You don't know what – you like you, you can't keep talking. Um, now I've lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> do you
1: want to play back the recording so you can hear
0: me? So, so I know where I'm at. Um, but, you know, will you, gain, will you gain weight in a reverse – How like how much can you increase your calories by? Is there a peak of you you know, is there a peak in terms of calories, all that kind of stuff. So, um that's what we're gonna chat about. But I think the first thing that we should chat about is what is a reverse diet, because there is going to be a group of people that are like, you know what, I don't even know what it is. Um like is do you diet while work while walking in reverse or while you're reversing out the driveway? Like what happens? How does it work? So
1: How about I explain traditionally what a reverse diet was for? Yeah, where they came from. Yeah, and then maybe you could talk about how that's adapted to Gen Pop. Yeah, and what Gen Pop is. Yeah. Okay, so a traditional reverse diet or where they came from was in the bodybuilding space, and what would happen is a competitor would be uh, cutting down for a show. And they'd go through a fat loss phase, they'd have their competition day, and then the concern was, or what was happening, is competitors were so um, hungry, and you know their ghrelin hormone was high, their leptin hormone was low, they were extremely hungry, um, and they had been probably hungry for sometimes months. So they would start eating everything they could, and they would regain quite a lot of body fat quite fast. And so a strategy was developed to avoid this rapid body fat gain. At the end of a diet, your body is in the perfect position for body fat gain. That is like the ultimate conditions in where the signals that your body is telling you in terms of hormones or coming from those hormones, um, where your body is at body fat percentage wise, um, generally where your headspace or your mindset might be at, at the end of a long diet as well. The sense of accomplishment, the removal of restriction, uh, again, increased ghrelin, re- reduced leptin. So ghrelin is the hunger hormone. You can you can usually remember it by thinking gremlin. So when ghrelin is higher, you're literally getting more hunger signals, so you are hungrier. And then leptin is the one that tells you that you're satisfied, satiated, full. Um, and that, that will actually be lower. So what can happen at the end of a long diet is your hormones can make you feel hungrier, literally hungrier, but then even when you eat, you're not as, you're not satisfied, you're satisfied later, you know, you're not satiated. And that's all just part of the survival mechanism. And so um, we can see what would often happen is there'd be quite a lot of body fat gain quite fast um, for those competitors. So what was developed was the reverse diet um, model. And effectively what that would mean is instead of going... Um, either directly straight back to maintenance calories or even into a surplus. What they would do is they would slowly increase calories over a number of weeks and how long it is would depend on how far they had dieted down, how far under maintenance they were, etc. But the goal would be to get your calories back to maintenance in a slow and steady method so as not to gain body fat during that process.
0: Really, really good explanation. That's exactly exactly where it came from. Um, then it transitioned, I guess, to uh, Gen Pop because what we would see is that people would um, embark on a fat loss journey or even a crash diet because they got to a point where, you know, they gained that much weight that they were sick of it. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do this diet. And it comes Typically, with an extreme type of diet, is after you lose an excessive amount of weight, and that's usually from cutting out everything that you love food, drinks, life, everything you get so sick of it, and then you go back to eating how you used to eat, some way, and then you would gain a whole heap of weight. So, what we have What we've done, and not just us, but what we've learned is that we can apply those same principles used from bodybuilding and apply that to gen pop. So, once you do lose, did you, was it, do you want to say something? I was going to
1: jump in when I could. (laughs) I feel a bit rude now though, even though I had my hand up, miss. (laughs) I was going to say, I think an important piece in that puzzle is it's not just necessarily at the end of an eight-week shred or 45-day challenge or whatever, if you have a history of dieting... Yes. So for some people, legitimately, some people listening to this have dieted since even before hitting double-digit age. Like some people would be nine years old Mm. and already on some kind of a diet Mm. or calorie restriction of some kind. So the other part where it can transition to jam pop might be if someone has dieted for their whole life Mm. or for five years or for 10 years or done more than one diet then naturally their maintenance calories their metabolism can be slower and their maintenance calories can be lower what they're maintaining on can be lower than what it would have been if they had never dieted yeah absolutely and so potentially people in that spot
0: yeah, so what I was going to do is I was going to categorize So I just the, cut I cut it yeah, shut Yeah. so up. rude. All right, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, there is a few different categories, but I was going to start with typically, you know, after losing a lot of weight from a crash diet and then you're going screw this, then you regain all the weight that you lost. The diet after your diet is the most important part of your phase and, and that's the exit phase is what we call it. So we talk about metabolism uh, preparation, we talk about a fat loss phase and we talk about an exit phase. The exit phase is the reverse diet. So the diet, after the diet, which is going to help you to maintain the weight that you've lost. So there's a couple of different categories that um, you know, needing needing to do a reverse diet that you might fall into. One of them being if you have, you know, recently dieted, you've lost a lot of weight and you really want to be careful not to regain that, you want to maintain that weight loss, then you would use a reverse diet method to increase your calories from those unsustainably low calories to a point that you can sustain it without the fat gain. And, whilst also then beginning to enjoy your life again and eat more food. So that's one category. The other category like Brad was just saying is if you have yo-yo dieted your whole life and yes, it is not uncommon for us to see it happen from somebody, you know, a, a young girl, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, that is not uncommon Some of our clients come to us and they have literally been dieting for the last 20, 30 years and have the poorest relationship with food. Now, if that is you, what happens from yo-yo dieting, losing, gaining, losing, gaining weight your whole entire life and eating super restricted calories when you do it? Something happens called metabolic adaptation. Now, metabolic adaptation means that your metabolism adapts to the low calories that you eat and as a result, down so that you maintain your current body weight on less calories um, compared to if you hadn't yo-yo dieted. So for example, take somebody that's had a really good relationship with food, may be a little bit overweight, however, just has never really dieted. They probably maintain their body weight much higher on much higher calories compared to somebody that's maybe the same size and has dieted their whole life like it could even be up to a thousand calories or more less than that person so we're talking significant numbers now what does that mean how does like you know who cares you're probably like well whatever you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Now, if you're maintaining your weight on low calories due to yo-yo dieting or a long history of dieting, you have got no room to move. And what I mean by that is, okay, awesome. Let's find out how many calories you maintain on. Let's, you know, let's assume that it's 1500 calories, even if it's 1800 calories, and you've got 10 kilos to lose. You need to be in at least a 500 calorie deficit to begin to lose weight. Now, from 1,500 calories, that could look like a 1,000 calories. Is that something that's maintainable? And the other thing is after a period of, we like to say about three weeks, because typically speaking, that's what happens. Your body begins to adapt to the low calories again. And what we need to do is drop your calories again, not 500, usually about 100 calories to continue to see weight loss. So what we find is that it's so unsustainably low, you can't stick to it. And then you're in a position where you're like, well, what do I do now? So it's a really, really important um, process to go through a reverse diet to be able to get your metabolism to somewhat speed up no you don't you know like light a match and kick it on <laughs> you light it on fire like as people say
1: light your metabolism up now
0: yeah it's it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's not that but what we're doing is getting your body to adapt in the opposite direction. So a reverse diet is the process of slowly increasing your calories at such a slow rate that the body doesn't necessarily notice it as enough of an increase in food and now you're in a surplus and you'll gain fat. It it recognizes it as a little bit of additional energy and it's used for things like, particularly if you're training, if you're strength training – it's that extra energy is used to build muscle. It's used to increase your daily movement. So for example, you take somebody that is dieting on super low calories, typically what you see, and this is stuff that you don't even notice. Typically what you see is their energy expenditure is quite low. They're like, they blink slower. They talk slower. They move less in comparison to somebody who is actually fueling their body. You will notice that you'll fidget more, you'll talk with your hands a lot more, you'll blink faster, you'll talk faster, you have more energy, so you do additional things. And this all creates additional energy burn. So that's something else to um, really consider as well. So there's different categories um, that you fall into needing a reverse diet, but I I believe that a lot more people would benefit from this than not?
1: I I would say, the majority of people, I would say that there's a minority out there that do not need to reverse diet and that, or not do not need to, would not necessarily gain a huge amount of value. Mm -hmm. So 95% of people would gain a giant amount of value. Mm -hmm. 5% would gain much less value and potentially could skip it. And that 5%, would be someone as you spoke about someone that has let's say never dieted in their life and maybe not even ever trained really in their life haven't been <clears throat> excuse me haven't been through challenges or haven't been through any kind of shreds or fad diets or named diets and they had just lived their life for however many years and just really not thought about it And then today decided to start getting into, oh, look, I feel like I want to lose 15 kilos starting today. Potentially someone like that, that has not been through those cycles of metabolic downregulation and eating less than what they would have eaten and um, metabolic adaptation. Someone that has not been through the ringer. Yeah, you know what? You probably can just go straight into a diet. Probably. Would you still get value from slowly increasing calories combined with resistance training? 100%. And, it, and I would still, my recommendation to that person would still be a period of time at at least maintenance mm. while resistance training prior to entering the diet, just so we can see what your maintenance is. And mm. be
0: really confident in it, yeah.
1: Be confident in mm. accuracy of tracking, be confident in uh, exactly what your body's doing and then also, I guess, just to make sure, even though you may not have downregulated your metabolism, you could have a slower metabolism than the average person. You might be maintaining on fifteen hundred calories mm-hmm. already, yeah, without any dieting um, damage. Mm. Yeah. So for that person, I would say potentially we could look to main gain or reverse diet for you as well. But for everyone else, I would say v- by far the vast majority of people have particularly people listening to this podcast have done some kind of dieting you know probably multiple different types of dieting Mm. over the years and um, they are potentially I would say a large portion of them are potentially in a position where that it's impossible for them to hit their goal by dieting alone and I think that's that's where so many people get stuck, particularly before they come through one of your groups. That's where they get stuck, where they're like, "I just uh, the the motivation is through the roof. I'm super motivated. I'm definitely going to do it this time." And anything can spark that motivation. They might it might be through um, body love. It it also might be through body hate. But you know, where they might have seen a picture of themselves from ten years ago, realize they've put on ten kilos that they didn't want to. And hate themselves into that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop eating bread after four. I'm gonna you know. Mm-hmm. So the motivation's super high. They see some progress in the short term, but because they've restricted everything that brings them joy, they can't con- continue that diet forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody can. And so when they go back to how they used to eat and how they used to live, they then go back to how they used to look and how they used to feel and how they used to weigh. And this is just such a normal yo-yo, well, they call it a yo-yo diet life cycle. It's just so common. And I feel like the missing piece of the puzzle for so many people out there would be a variation of a reverse diet. And that is going to be the thing that gets them from where they are to where they want to be, Mm. you know, without restriction, without, you know... In a sustainable way, I guess, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because the yo-yo essentially from point A to point B, following a yo-yo, you're essentially going up and down, but point A and point B is still the same and all the time passes. Mm. But what's happening is you hate yourself along the whole journey. So, there's no happiness there. You're just miserable all the time. And then along the lines, you've you taken everything else out of your life that you enjoy The food, like you think about it, food, and I don't care who you are, food is a massive part of our culture.
1: 100%.
0: You can't go to your friend's house for a Sunday afternoon gathering without there being a cheese platter or would you like a drink? And it's usually not water that's offered. Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? What do people do, adults do for fun? They go out for dinner. Mm. Like, they socialize and food is always there. Mm. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it forever. And you know what? You might and you might be strong enough to avoid it. But then you've got – you watch everyone else around you. Like, we are tribal beings. You watch your community. Your tribe. Your tribe eating, laughing, enjoying themselves and what you're going to sit in the corner and then all of a sudden you feel segregated. And, and as human beings, as, as a human species, we don't like feeling left out. We don't like that feeling of being the odd one out. We like to feel included. So from a psychological perspective, more than anything, it is so important. And It might seem like the long path because what happens is rather than yo-yoing up and down, hating yourself and feeling excluded and not enjoying your life in the process, what you're doing is you are gaining back those things. Hating yourself is an inside job. Whether you lose weight, gain weight, whatever, none of that will dictate whether you love or hate yourself. That is a choice that you make. And that's something that we won't go into today because that I reckon could take a a whole nother podcast. But let's remove that. Let's remove the hating yourself part. Now, what happens if you embarked on a health and fitness journey that enabled you to gain back those things that you've previously taken away, like enjoying your life, enjoying eating, um, not being afraid to have carbs after four. I've had clients that have cut out bananas and have been scared to eat bananas before. This is not an uncommon thing. Feeling a part of your tribe, enjoying your life, but also working towards your goals. And a reverse diet at the start, it can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to move anywhere for the next six months. Like I'm using this as an extreme example it might be a couple of months but so you're saying that I'm going to I'm going to maintain my weight for the next 6 months ash this is ridiculous mm. i'm like yes but hang on a minute because what we're doing is It might, your weight might be maintained, but instead of going up and down and actually not moving anywhere, what we're doing is we're increasing your calories at such a low rate, maintaining your weight and preparing you for a fat loss phase that you will actually be able to lose fat. If you did it the other way, you would have, your maintenance calories would be so much lower at the end of your yo-yo life. That you can't even lose weight at the end of that anyway. Mm. So, what we're doing is we're actually moving towards your goal, not moving further away like your typical method to lose weight would be. Yeah. I think... What I, like I'll talk to you about this, but what I think we should do is some of the common questions like how much do I increase my calories by, will I gain weight during a reverse diet? Do you think that we should roll into that?
1: 100%. I think that's a great idea.
0: Um, even like sometimes people, when they increase their calories, they're like, I'm so full, I must be fat.
1: Yep. I think that's a good one as well. Like, the psychological side. Yeah. Uh, even the eating habits eating habits absolutely because you've got to
0: change your mindset going from dieting because that actually let's just touch on that real quickly because I think we can nip that one when you are so used to dieting look at your fridge you'll have light cheese light milk everything that's low fat now those types of foods don't support a reverse diet because what we find is that when you're Uh, entering a reverse diet, you're increasing your calories so slowly every week and you will get to a point where you're like, I actually feel really full. I don't think I can eat anymore. But all you have to do is literally swap those. start by swapping low-fat milk or almond milk to full cream milk and you gain, like, 100 calories there. Like, crazy. And that's, like, literally the only thing that you need to swap.
1: Um, That's the low-hanging fruit. That's the easy first thing just to immediately change people might be drinking diet soft drinks like zero calorie soft drinks um things like that just all those diet foods that you don't even think about you've just been literally dieting for so long that you now just grab the diet cheese the diet yogurt the diet everything 100 percent.
0: swap it for those things
1: and i think an important part here is there's there'll be a couple different groups of people there'll be a group of people that are like um I could never imagine being full, Mm. you know. And then there'll be a group of people, maybe chicks that are already there. They're like, yeah, Brad, that's actually exactly where I'm at right now. Now, it can be actually a psychologically difficult thing to go through because a lot of these people will never have force-fed themselves before. Mm. And you're not necessarily force-feeding yourself, but one group of people will actually be full and have to force more food in. And the other group of people, their, um, the maybe the scale number or something, will be telling them that they're full. Yes. And, and they're not actually right. So the people that are force-feeding themselves effectively, they're like, oh, my God, I just feel like I'm stuffing my face all day for no reason. It's certainly not for no reason. It is part of the process. It is part of increasing that maintenance number Uh, Supporting a muscle growth journey, the best training for fat loss is muscle growth, is also the best training for muscle growth. Mm. So, when you're resistance training, which we will talk about the best kind of training for a reverse diet as well, but when you're resistance training, if you're in a diet all the time, you won't grow muscle. And people that think, I don't care about muscle, I only care about the number on the scale, the Physique that you look up to, the toned physique, the sculpted physique, the bikini body, whatever it is that is your version of, oh, Brad, I don't care, I'd just be happy if the scale. No, you wouldn't be. Because you would get to that number and then you'd be like, oh, well, I wouldn't mind if my glutes were a bit firmer, or I wouldn't mind if my inner thighs were a bit more sculpted or whatever, or my shoulders were a bit more capped. That's muscle. That's simply muscle growth, and it does get categorised under tone or sculpting or whatever. You can it it doesn't matter. You can call it anything, but our body only has two dials. It has a muscle dial and a fat dial. To put it simply, you can dial the muscle up or down. You can dial the fat up or down. You can't change the uh, look of a muscle other than to grow it or to shrink it. So there, while there's no actual toning or anything I don't it doesn't bother me for it to be called that because I know people know they they know what that means Um, and so the group of people that and this will probably be the smaller group but the smaller group of people that feel like they need to force feed themselves yeah that's what you have to do you will have to the easiest way to do that is to swap out diet style foods for regular full fat um, and then the next step from there would be adding in things that are actually high calorie, low volume. And you may not realize things like even a glass of orange juice, fresh orange juice, which is good, you know, i put that. Because when people start increasing the calories, they have purposely um, avoided what they consider to be junk foods for so long that they can have some guilt by adding in a Tim Tam. Mm. And they're like, well, if I'm going to increase food, I should increase it with air quote." Healthy mm. food. So when I talk about something like orange juice, that's like a good transition because it's liquid calories are the easiest calories to consume, mm. and you can still tick that box for your brain. And then things like trail mix, cash salted cashews. You know, a handful of salted cashews is like a hundred calories or more. I more think. Yeah, more. Yeah. Or and
0: depend. Like this is why weighing is important as well your because you're is, like. A handful. Well, your handful in comparison to my handful, in comparison to Casey's handful, yeah. is very different.
1: Yours are definitely more than a handful.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And your favorite one is um, the fruit and nut mix from Aldi. Yeah, I can, always forget.
1: I forget what it is too, but it is cra- It is a crazy um, – let's call it a mouthful.
0: Yeah.
1: You Your mouthful of calories – in trail mix, mm. I'm sure it's around 100 calories. It is a ridiculous amount of calories. So if you do get to that part where you're physically getting to be full, up towards the end of you know the end of your reverse diet, switch those out. Now a lot of people would tell themselves they're full
0: because they're scared of gaining. Oh, I did that
1: because they're scared of gaining weight. Yeah. Something might happen. They might have a scale spike. Mm. It might be ovulation. You've retained some water due to hormones. You step on the scale. And the scale spikes up 500 grams today, mm-hmm. which is super common and very normal. And it's nothing of concern. It's literally just water. And they'll go, oh my God, I'm not hungry. They'll tell themselves, I'm not hungry today. And it's just, it's a psychological thing where we might have been so used to tying that scale number and the scale number alone to progress or our goal that it can Take time to undo that mindset. Mm. It's definitely something that can be done, but it can take time. So, basically, I am saying a lot of people tell themselves they're full, or they might have ca- caught a glimpse of themselves in it. We all get terrible um photos here and there, mm. you know. And like, I've got the worst double chin, yeah. and sometimes I see in the photos, and that's it. I'll be like, oh my god, if I was a bit, if only I was a bit leaner. And then lunchtime will come around, and I'll be like, oh no, I am actually not that hungry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. And you say, you tell yourself, I'm telling you, you are sitting there listening, going, Yeah, but I don't say that. Yeah. This is something that happens This is your monkey brain subconsciously. Yeah. This is not you actively going Oh, yup. I'm full and I'm fat. And you know that this doesn't happen. This is like what your brain is magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like literally yep. I've been through this. I know you. I know like it happens every single day. I'll have a client. It happened this morning. Mm-hmm. A client's weight. Okay. So just a really quick rundown last week she she's 61 actually and she is on a freaking amazing reverse diet journey she went and went to a wedding wore a sleeves sleeveless top everyone was like you look amazing what are you doing blah blah, blah. she's like i feel so good this is so great today the way, the scale spike this was friday last week today is only wednesday so it hasn't been one week today scale spike i feel so fluffy <laughs> i'm fat i'm like No, you don't get fat in five days. Like it happens to all of us. I think it's really, really important to know. The first thing to do is when you do see that, because you will see scale spikes in reverse, but the first thing to do is to be really rational and logical about it, what could this be? Have a look at your data. And I think if you don't have data, then you've got to start looking at it. How many calories did you consume yesterday? What kinds of food did you eat yesterday? Did you train late yesterday? Are you close to your cycle? Are you mid-cycle? All of these things will like how much did you drink two liters of water before you went to bed? Do you know, like, did you have a terrible sleep? Because that will cause a spike the next day. Be super logical because I can tell you what it wasn't and it wasn't fat. Uh. You didn't gain fat last night. Um, (laughs) That's just not how it works. So I think that's, yeah, really important. But like Brad said, when you're increasing your calories, low volume, high calorie foods, things like putting butter on your vegetables, um, you know, avocado, nuts and seeds Butter in your coffee Butter in your coffee if you really want If that's something that brings you joy I personally wouldn't ruin my coffee like that the, But
1: The keto burrito
0: The keto burrito Oh my goodness We watched this show the other day And they were making a keto burrito And I'm like I'm really interested to see this The burrito was made out of cheese They filled the whole pan with cheese Shredded like Shredded cheese And then obviously it melted into what looks like a burrito And then put their fill And I was like I don't know if I could eat that I reckon I'd be like I want to give it a go. I just feel like, for me personally, I like cheese, but I think that that would be—it was a lot of like, cheese. You'd be like,
1: cheese—that's a lot.
0: I reckon. Dad joke. Dad joke. <laughs> All, um, right.
1: All right. So, so
0: how much do you increase your calories
1: by? Okay, this one is an. This one's awesome because we can, we will give you a generic number. However, I think it's super important to point out that this is very very individual. And it can change during your reverse diet as well. Mm -hmm. And the factors to look for during your reverse diet can be, this is something you can do on your own, but you need to be a tougher person mentally. And you will know if you're that person because that is that person that can handle very high stress, stressful situations, as Ash said, react and respond there's two very different things there do you step on the scale see a spike and react as in oh my god i'm not eating today or do you respond and go okay what could this be yes i'm at i'm due from uh i'm due i'm a few days before day one of my cycle um and i you know i generally will retain water around that time so that's what which person i or you the person that goes i'm not eating ever again So I have said I'm not drinking ever again quite a few times. So I know where you're coming from. So, and the reason I say that is because during the journey, it is a very individual journey. There is 100 different things that could happen. But there's no point learning about all those 100 things that could happen. You just need to know about the one thing that does happen to you. And the example I use is I used to wear contact lenses And I knew my script for my contact lenses. I knew how to clean them. I knew everything I needed about my eyes. Now, I'm not an optometrist. I don't know about anybody else's eyes, and I don't need to. All I need to do is know about my eyes. And it's the same with your fat loss journey or your reverse diet journey. There's, when I say 100 things that could happen, those 99 of them won't matter to you. It's the one that does happen to you. So until you go through your journey somewhat, you're really not going to know exactly what category you fall into. You, so I would say a good spot to start is 50 calories per week. And the way that that works, when I say 50 per week, let's say you do your maintenance calories. So you track your food for two weeks, you weigh yourself every day. If you've maintained your weight Perfectly from week one to week two, and you average out those calories that you had each day. So you might have had 1500 one day, 1750 the next, 2100, then 1500, whatever. And that average number comes to 1500 calories. So let's say you're maintaining your current weight, your current physique on 1500. I would start with 1550 each day on average for week one, and then see how your body responds. See what changes there are see what's happening now the most important factors to look for will be measurements full body measurements but mostly your waist measurement um, and then scale weight daily scale weight and then don't it doesn't matter what it says each day we don't want that number what we want is the average number. So you'll step on the scale seven times and then you'll divide it by seven. That's your average number for that week. It doesn't matter if it was super high on Monday because you had a bottle of wine Sunday and then it trends back down. We need that average number. Now, week two, you'll go from 1550, you go up to 1600. And again, you'll reactively monitor what your body does. Now, the reason I say it might take a more mental tough but per- this is if you're doing it on your own. If you're in one of Ash's paid programs, this is all done for you and you get to lean on Ash 100%. So this is just for the people that want to try it themselves. Um, during that time, because it's a reactive process, there is no way to make this proactive. Yes, you can set out a map and that's what Ash does in her program. She gives you from week one all the way to the end of your strategy. It might be a thirty week strategy. She gives you exactly what to do each week. But that's a temp that's like a it's an individual template for you. However, there's variables along the way that can happen. The reason I say take someone that's a bit tougher is you don't know that you're at your top calories until you hit them. Mm-hmm. The idea is to get those calories as high as we can to allow for the most sustainable fat loss phase and then the easiest exit phase. If we just reverse up from 1500 to 1700, you haven't really gone far enough to allow for much more of a sustainable fat loss phase compared to where you were. So ideally, you might find if you're at 1500, you've got 10 kilos you want to lose. Probably a good number to aim for is maybe 2,500 calories is probably a good number to aim for. Now, not everyone will get there. It'll depend on a lot of factors like genetics, dieting history, training history. Have you never resistance trained before or have you resistance trained for five years? All these kinds of factors come into it. So you might get to 2,200 for example and start to put on body fat. That's where I say it takes that resilient strong person once you hit 2200 and if you feel like you're seeing the signs of body fat gain you don't just drop instantly into a fat loss phase you maintain there, you marinate there and continue to collect data and that can be a frustrating process to go through on your own because our subconscious is constantly sending the messages you know of you know oh, you look, you look fat in that, I don't like the scale number, whatever it is. Mm. So during that journey, although we kind of templated out at 50 calories, there might be times that you go over calories and you'll have to marinate. There might be times that we pull it back to 25 for this week. There might be times we sit on the same calories for two or three weeks just to let your body adjust. And so what starts out as... 50 could end up at 31.1 average for you <laughs> over the, the, the lifetime yeah. of your reverse diet so um, if you feel like you're that 0.1 percent of mentally super tough person give it a go yourself set it at 50 if you s- feel like you see signs of body fat gain which is not just scale gain if your scale, your scale might go up a kilo, it could happen. It might go up two kilos. There is a, p- a potential that your um, scale goes up two kilos, let's say. There's also potential it goes down two kilos. But if it goes up two kilos and at the same time, your waist has come down five centimeters, that is a clear sign of body recomposition. You have grown muscle and lost fat at the same time and you are killing it, sister. But if... The scale is making you sad if you're the kind of person who will allow that scale. Even though you are progressing 100%, as Ash said before, instead of going A, B, A, B, A, B, you're up to F probably. You mm-hmm. are continuing to progress all the way through. But sometimes it can feel sad. Sometimes if you look at that scale and you're like, oh my God, I've never been this heavy or, you know, "I just want I just want to see the scale number. That mental side of it is as challenging as the physical side of it i would argue the physical side of it is nearly the easy part if everyone was a robot then it'd be simple Mm. because you would just follow the process and the chicks that get the best results are the ones that get the most green ticks in ash's groups and that's because they just trust the process they follow the process and what seems like ash i'm not progressing towards my goal well hang on a minute you've increased your calories 500 calories so far Yes. And maintained and, your weight. <laughs> and you've maintained your body fat percentage. Mm. Yes. And you have squatted more than you've ever squatted before. Yes. And you're eating unrestricted. You're eating what you enjoy eating. Yes. And you went, you had a donut yesterday and had no guilt or shame over it. Yes, actually, I had two donuts. And you went to dinner with, you know, friends and you ate unrestricted and you're drinking a glass of wine and your life is... Happiness average happiness is higher overall you're in the tribe you're part of the tribe everyone is there you're one of them, enjoying drinks and fun and everything to be had, but also progressing still progressing. yes, so what are you upset about? I want the scale number to go down mm. we'll get there we're on out where the train is on its way to that journey you sometimes you have to pack your suitcase before you can go to the snow mm. Like we have to do. Like we have to do.
0: (laughs) But you know, it's funny that you say that because on the flip side is you could be seeing the scale weight go down. But every other thing that you just mentioned, the answer would be no. And guess what? You will feel less happy (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. in that sense.
1: Happiness is not on the other side of that scale number. No. It never is. You feel like it will be. But guess what?
0: Oh, because – no, no, but Brad, it will make me feel so comfortable in my skin.
1: No, it won't, mate.
0: Honestly, you might be comfortable, but you you might be like, oh, my clothes aren't tight. Buy a bigger skirt. Mm. Like, your clothes will be less tight if you dress for the body that you have right now.
1: And that I think that's a good – and maybe we can transition to there next. Yeah. Is that part of it?
0: Yeah. Well, will you gain weight during a reverse diet and like, yeah. You I, could.
1: You could. Some people do. Um it's important to break down what that weight is mm. for, you know, some and this is going to scare the absolute pants off some people. <laughs> some people can gain a tiny bit of body fat right at the end of their reverse diet. It yeah. could happen. It is, that is a risk that we're taking. However, the process is designed to minimize that to the smallest percentage chance possible yeah. while still progressing, if you want a result, you often need to take a risk and I would say it's an extremely small one and you won't see body fat gain at the start, but there'll be a small percentage of people that get to 2,200 calories and we have to take it mega slow, super slow and will well, are we right on that border? We might be right on that borderline yeah. of as high as we can go, yes. And everyone thinks, oh shit, I'm not going to do it because I'm scared that that could be me. Well, what if it isn't?
0: Oh, exactly. (laughs)
1: Even if it is, we're still going to get you to your goal.
0: Yeah.
1: We just um, adjust the map a little bit and go, all right, now we're going to take a right here instead of a left. We'll still get you there even if you're that person. Yeah. However, not starting the journey because you're scared that you could be that person is like putting off starting something today because it's going to take so long. The longer you put it off, it's not going to bring the end date closer. It pushes that end date further and further away. And I would say, anytime you ask yourself a "what if," it's totally fine to ask those questions. Like, what if I do gain weight during a reverse? Yeah. You always have to be fair to yourself and ask yourself the opposite. What if I lose weight during a reverse diet? Because mm. guess what, the same percentage of people that gain weight is the same percentage of people that lose weight.
0: Mm. And then again, the same percentage of people that just maintain their weight as and well. And then the
1: same. And then people main. I would say most people maintain.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important going into a reverse diet with the expectation that you aren't going to lose weight because then what we see on the flip side is when people aren't losing weight, the expectation is to maintain your weight with the variation of you could gain a little and you could also lose, but that's not the expectation, right? Too many people enter a reverse diet with the expectation of I'm going to lose weight and when they don't, they get sad. And Mm. I'm like, well, that's not what we're expecting. Mm. You know, like...
1: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Don't
0: I, I'm just trying to think of what else that would be like expecting... I don't know. My brain's not there. It's like more. being...
1: Uh, I, We have to drive to the airport today. I expect there will be no traffic. I hope there's none. Yeah. But if there is, I can't control that.
0: Oh, and you can't get sad over it. And I
1: can't get sad over things I can't control. Yeah. So, me getting sad that there's too much traffic, is there any reasonable or rational yeah you still do I still headbutt the steering wheel when there's traffic but
0: (laughs) very aggressive
1: if is there any rational like you can't change it Exactly. Things that are out of your control should not get any of your energy or attention. Yes, you can have a glance to see the information or the data, no problem. Mm. However, if it's not in your control, do not give it your energy or attention mm-hmm. because it's not going to add value. It's more likely going to drain value. So, which group will you fall into, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's out of your control. This is predetermined unless you can go back in time and pick different parents so that your genetics are different because for some people that will be the deciding factor mm. of which category they fall into. You can't change it. It's all in the past. Your parents have been picked for you. Your dieting history is already complete. Your training history, but previously is all, it's all called history for a reason. All you can do is look forward from, from day one. So could you gain weight? Yeah, you could. Could you lose weight? Yeah, you could. What should you expect? <coughs> oh Excuse me. You should expect... The goal is to maintain your weight, whilst or body fat, whilst increasing calories enough to provide a sustainable fat loss phase. And as long as you're doing that, you are progressing. That is progress. Yeah. What's next?
0: Um, I think that was like, uh, they were kind of like the. The main points that I wanted to cover, I think the last thing maybe um, is can you just reverse diet forever? Like, is there a limit? Mm -hmm. Yes, there will be a limit um, to how high you can reverse diet. It will be different for everybody. Some ladies, we've had clients get to 3,200 calories, not gain any weight, freaking feel amazing. They love eating that much food. But then on the flip side, you have somebody that might make it to 2,300 calories. That's enough food for them. Mm. They might start – we may actually start to see a little bit of fat gain from there and then, you know, plan, okay, is it time to enter a fat loss phase from here? You know, what is the plan ahead? Um, So, yeah, there is – I guess there is always going to be a limit. You just can't just keep increasing – well, you could. You could increase your calories to 10,000 calories, but is that going to – um, what does that look like for your um body fat? what does that look like for your health? What does that look like for your mindset? Do you know what I mean mm. so yeah training training actually S- super
1: quick because we 're up to fifty minutes Ooh. um you can you reverse diet do you, when you reverse diet so we 've we 've worked out all right brad i 'm going to increase my calories from fifteen hundred on average per day this week next week i 'm going to increase to fifteen fifty I understand that part um what do I do for my training? Can I keep just doing cardio? Can I run? No, Can I jog?
0: No, you can't do... No, Look, I mean, you could, but I'm not going to sit here and be your mum and say, no, you can't do this. You have to, you know, do X, Y, Z. The reality is you, to reverse diet, we've had clients do this. We've had clients continue their HIT classes, their F45, whatever it is. We've had clients just run, right, while increasing your calories. It doesn't work like that. Like what we need to do is to have training that is going to support your reverse diet and what I mean by that is increasing your calories and strength training not HIIT training not circuit training strength training will add value in terms of muscle growth, and then speeding up your metabolism. If you're running, running is not the best or most efficient way to grow muscle. That's not what happens. Same with HIIT. Now, if you're increasing your calories and you're not actually training to grow muscle, then what will happen is that that extra energy that you're consuming will likely go to fat gain. Because your body, like if you're already running, and you're running five, six times a week already, and then you just start increasing your calories. Well, nothing's changing except for you just start to eat more and more and more. Um, What we really need to do is focus on strength training, getting really strong and then eating to support that so that you do grow muscle and then in turn lose fat.
1: And the reason for that is you are sending a signal to your body of what you want your metabolism to do. And a lot of people don't realize... That they're sending a signal ever. So if you go into uh, a normal diet or shred eight week challenge, whatever, um, the signal that you're sending your body by being in a deficit, so not providing enough calories, and then doing quite a lot of cardio, which is we usually see those two tied together, so like hit classes or whatever, um, the signal you're telling your body is, we don't have enough food to survive. We need to operate off, off less food, slow the metabolism. Uh, reduce muscle mass, it's not needed for HIIT cardio classes, um, which then, again, slows the metabolism even further. That's the signal that you're automatically telling your body to do. It's like turning on your right-hand blinker. You're sending a signal to your blinker to... Or to t- the people behind you. To the you. people <laughs> behind you that I'm, I'm looking to turn right. And if you're an old man driving a Mercedes with your right-hand blinker on and... That You could be the dude that drove into me (laughs) about a month ago. You need to wait till there's a gap. So what we want to do is we want to send the opposite signal to speed the metabolism up. And yes, this is possible. So what we want to do is send the muscle building signal. When you send a muscle building signal, which will be resistance training, and combine that with either... Uh, enough calories for maintenance, or ideally, that tiniest little 50 calorie, I wouldn't call it a surplus, but higher end of your maintenance range. You're telling your body to grow muscle, you're telling your body to speed up the metabolism, and all of a sudden, that metabolic adaptation that was down regulating will look to up regulate, it will look to do the opposite, and so you'll see some people say, oh, for every kilo of muscle you have, you burn X amount of calories. That's not really what we're interested in. Yes, that is part of the process. However, simply sending the muscle building signal will be what we're looking for to send that process. Now, the important part is as females, because it is a mostly female audience, it is not easy for a female to grow muscle mass. The female body uh, in terms of uh, the hormones behind the the scenes, so we have the same hormones, but females have, I think, 12 times less testosterone, different volumes of estrogen, progesterone. Everything is different in terms of um, the amounts. And so the male body is uh, meant to be easier in general to grow muscle mass. The female body is meant to be more difficult to grow muscle mass. Although we spoke about a study from Bill Campbell? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Talked ago. about it might be it might be just because there's less muscle to start with, a five percent increase seems to be less than a five percent increase for a male. Now the important part is it because it does in general seem more difficult for the female to grow the muscle, you need to be doing what is optimal. The most optimal thing to grow muscle just so that you can see progress because even look even for males muscle growth is not easy it can take years for a male even a male physique let alone a female physique to you know to get to the goal body that they want when you see bikini competitors and stuff and that's one thing i love people go i don't want to get too bulky too quick um we i just said she has to do a live i'll wrap this up so what you want to do is resistance training. You want a top-level plan. Don't pick a plan off YouTube. Yes, you might see some short, <laughs> short-term short progress, but that will stop. You need to make sure your training matches your goal. training. You should be going through your different training phases, periodization, different rep range, different rest periods, uh, 10 to 20 sets per <laughs> week per muscle group. There's a lot to it, but um, all of that is taken care of in, in any of Ash's programs. Um, She also expands much more on all of this during the five-day challenge. There's three of these per year. The next one is starting on the 5th of September 2022. So if you are serious about making progress, you should make the time to sit through at least one of those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This, so today I think was a bit more generalized, but we will make it, it is very, it's a lot more specific coming into the five-day challenge for you. Um, And then once again, going into our paid programs come September 26, obviously then the is the word specificity specificity (laughs) that's it um is then once increased again because that's where you have your clear roadmap moving forward it's all done for you so you can do that um by clicking the link in the show notes to register uh for the five-day challenge and then if you'd like to uh, go into coaching then i'll pop the links down below as well we've got an option of one-on-one and also our group training program um I think we'll leave it at that. I've got a Facebook Live to do. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Um, And we'll speak to you next week. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.